listening to hobbits at heart yay welcome back (laughs) yes welcome back everyone thanks for joining us for i feel like this is kind of like a bonus episode we're going to be talking just about watching the trilogy together we're going to kind of be recapping all three movies and our thoughts about them especially since this was Kelsey's only second time watching the whole trilogy yeah Uh, we'll just be kind of chatting about all three movies I am so excited. I feel like right now I'm like, oh gosh, I need to try and remember every emotion I felt and everything that I liked and everything I disliked, but it's, it all lives inside me. You know, I'm just excited to kind of talk about it in a more, not general sense is maybe not the right word, but like, we're not just talking about one specific movie. So we can Mm kind of branch out a little bit. So I'm really excited to get down to business. Yeah, and we know we have some notes, but it's not like our previous episodes where we just watch the movie and we have notes, you know, almost mm-hmm. minute by minute. <laughs> kind of just a chance for us to chit-chat about Lord of the Rings and how much we love it, of course, as always. Mm-hmm. So our last episode was wrapping up Return of the King, which was just so fun and so emotional. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say and emotional. (laughs) Yeah, it was like we laughed, we cried, you know, another regular episode here with Hobbits at Heart. (laughs) Uh, But I did want to tell you, Kelsey, I did some research back when we were first watching Return of the King to see what happens to some of the characters after the movies are over. Or after the books are over even. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of this can be found in the appendices, which is um, kind of like some bonus chapters at the end of Return of the King. These are just from online though. Uh, so Mary and Pippin both got married to beautiful Hobbit women. Uh, Pippin named his son Faramir, which <laughs> I think I thought I mentioned that before, but maybe not. <laughs> Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Why does that make me want to cry? <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, they were such good friends. It was so sweet. I got like full <laughs> chills. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't think that relationship, like they do hint at it in the movie, but like apparently not as much as in the book. I'm so excited to read that eventually and like really learn more about it that oh I know right it's so sweet (laughs) wow if nothing else happens in this episode at least I knew that I learned that piece of information I know right (laughs) at least you now know that and you can think about that next time you watch Return of the King (laughs) okay um more about Mary and Pippin, tallest hobbits ever due to drinking the Entdraught, you know, made them oh. grow a little bit taller. So they have that to their name. Wow. Pippin became the Thane of the Shire while Mary became the Master of Buckland. I don't really know what a Thane is. I was just going to ask, what's a Thane? I can Google it. I don't know. Google it. What is a Thane? T-H-E-I-N? 
T-H-A-N-E-A-I-N. In J.R.R. Tolkien's fictional universe of Middle-earth, the Thane was the traditional military leader of the Hobbits of the Shire. That's what a Thane is. <laughs> okay, so he's the military leader. That was Pippin? Yeah. I just read that Pippin's son, Faramir, married Sam's daughter, Goldilocks. How cute is that? <laughs> oh my gosh, this can't get any better. That I means, know. wait, Pippin and Sam are brother-in-law. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. I have more. I have okay. more about Mary okay. and Pippin. I'm so excited. After some years passed, they both left at old age to stand by King Aemir in his last days. So Aemir became king of Rohan. Mary died in Rohan while Pippin died in Gondor. And then when Aragorn died, they were laid to rest beside him. <laughs> I can't handle all this. <laughs> oh, chills. I got chills. It's just like, what an honor that these two hobbits were laid to rest with the king. <laughs> oh my God gosh i literally i think i'm just gonna be on the verge of tears this whole episode i know <laughs> oh. <sighs> okay so that's sam i mean sorry that's mary and pippin okay. and then i have notes about sam oh no sam i'm gonna be wrecked yeah yeah so <laughs> probably i don't know <laughs> so sam married rosie obviously and they had 13 children Holy so, moly. They made up for that distance. <laughs> that is a lot of kids. That is a lot of kids. So Sam finished the red book that Frodo left for him. And then his family became one of the most prominent in the Shire. Sam was elected the mayor of the Shire for seven consecutive seven-year terms. So that's 49 years that he was the mayor of the Shire. Holy cow. I know. And then after Rosie died, he took the ship to Valinor to go to the Undying Lands since he was also briefly a ring bear. So he went back to the Undying Lands too. And then he left the book to continue. He, he left the book to his daughter to continue. Oh, so story goes on. Wait, I that know. actually makes me have another question. Uh-huh. Does the act of being a ring bear allow you to go to the Undying Lands? Actually, I don't know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's like, why else would they say that if it didn't matter? Yeah. I mean, I know that, um, like, later when we get to Gimli, Gimli also went to the Undying Lands, and they didn't want to let him in, but Galadriel spoke for him, so, which is really sweet. Okay, so maybe <laughs> the fact that he is a ring bearer helps his case of getting in. Yeah, yeah. kind of, like, okay. helps him get in. Yeah. Yeah. Then Aragorn obviously married Arwen. He was the 26th king of Arnor, the 35th king of Gondor. Uh, let's see. In his days, there was a renewed cooperation between elves, dwarves, and men. He, oh. he waged many wars along with Aemir of Rohan. And yeah, he was basically king. That's kind of all there is. <laughs> he did kingly things. Did he have any kids? He did have a son. Yeah, his son Eldarion succeeded him. Like in their vision. Yeah. It came true. <laughs> yeah, it came true. Way to go, Aragorn. I know. He's such a... Uh, I'm telling you, I still want to see that spinoff of Aragorn being king. Yes, please. Like, I just think that would have been so great. Why do we not have this? 
Peter Jackson, <laughs> get on it. <laughs> and then the final person I have notes for is Gimli, which I kind of already said. Um, he went to the glittering caves in Helm's Deep, which I don't know if you remember, but in the books I had mentioned how Gimli like loves the glittering caves in Helm's Deep. He thinks okay. they're the most beautiful thing he's ever seen. So he brought some dwarves there and became the first Lord of the Glittering Caves. Um, he also repaired and improved Minas Tirith. And then when he became old, Legolas took him with him to Valinor. And yes, they were not going to let him in because he was a dwarf, but then Galadriel spoke for him. He was probably so happy because he just loves Galadriel. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, wow. This is like when you watch one of those shows and then in the credits, especially like Great British Bake Off and in the credits, it's yeah. like all the contestants end up hanging out with each other and this person opened their own bakery and it's all just like happy. That's what I feel I like know. right now. <laughs> it's all just some good news. <laughs> mm-hmm. They all lived happily. Aww. Thanks for looking all it. that up, Lindsay. That was great. Yeah, no problem. I feel like a lot of this episode is going to be you just answering a lot of the questions I've had <laughs> over the past few months. Um, but I appreciate it. So, and I'm excited. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I'm here for, you know, <laughs> as not an expert, but as someone who has loved Lord of the Rings for a long time, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always like, I'm not an expert, but, uh, you know, answer the questions that I can. Mm-hmm. I did also look up I know in the last episode, we had a question about like if the characters, like the the hobbits die when they go to the Undying Lands or not. Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes, they do. So Tolkien actually wrote in letter 325, he said, as for Frodo or other mortals, they could only dwell in Amun for a limited time, whether brief or long. The Valar have neither the power nor the right to confer immortality upon them. So their sojourn sojourn was a purgatory, but one of peace and healing, and they would eventually pass away. So they would go there, but it would be, it would be blissful. It'd be enjoyable, but then they would eventually die. And he says to destinations of which the elves knew nothing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I wonder if like, if they would still live the same amount of time as if they didn't go, you know, like, cause, cause Frodo goes when he is pretty young. So I'm assuming he like, hopefully is there when Sam gets there. Yeah. I don't know. It says here that they would actually die faster. Oh no. Lindsay, I need Frodo and (laughs) Sam to reunite there. I know, but they don't know how much faster. Because, yeah, if Sam doesn't go back for, like, 50 years, is Frodo still there? Oh, no, we just have more questions now. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We're going to be in a forever state of asking questions. If anybody listens or listening knows this, please let us know, because I can't be bothered to Google it at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, let us know. Okay, Lindsay, two episodes ago, I remember asking about um, Sam and when he references the gaffer. And I was like, is that his dad? Is that just a nickname for somebody that you call your dad? Like, I just wanted to know who it was. So the gaffer is a nickname 
for Sam's dad. And his real name is Hamfast Gamgee. <laughs> and I just think like, of course, Sam's dad, because Sam loves food like all hobbits, but like the most out of all of them. Of course, yeah. his dad's name has the word ham in it. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like Hamfast would be a cute name for like a dog. <gasps> oh my like, gosh. Hamfast Gamgee. Oh, like a, like a pit bull or something. I yes. I pictured like a pug. Not a pit bull. Like a yeah, pug. Like a bulldog. Yeah. yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. Like a little French bulldog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be so cute. Ham fast. Come here, hammy. <laughs> oh, that'd be so sweet. Or just Gamgee. Honestly, Gamgee on its own is cute. Yeah, I was just going to say that's kind of what I want to name my dog. If I ever get a dog, I really want to name it Gamgee. Oh, so cute. You could have a lot of cute nicknames with that. Yeah. Gam Gam. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Gammy. <laughs> Gammy. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute. I think the final question that at least I wanted to answer that we had in the last episode was, <laughs> again, this has bothered me for 20 years. What happens to the horses at the Black Gate? <laughs> of course, of course you would look this up. Yeah, so I didn't ask Don Marshall like I said I would because I got scared. Um <laughs> Someday, someday we'll work up the, someday, the courage. Someday. <laughs> uh, but I did Google it and it was really inconclusive. People okay. basically said they think that they probably just let the horses go to one, protect them, you know, because they kind of viewed that battle as a lost cause. So why not let the horses go free? And also so that they could fight on foot with their men, because I don't think all of the men were on, you know, all of the regular soldiers were on horses. So Aragorn would want to fight on foot with them. Aragorn and his leadership skills, I cannot get over them. Like he is, doesn't want to ask these men to do something that he's not willing to do. So he's going to get down on their level. Like, I know. Excellent. Excellent. Aragorn, you'd be great. Like, company leader or king you know <laughs> or king. this or yeah. that whatever <laughs> what if we kelsey <laughs> what if we put together like a leadership training course <laughs> using aragorn as like versus aragorn versus theoden yeah theoden <laughs> Like it was literally, but what if it was like a legit, like this is our leadership course. <laughs> We're giving it to like CEOs and executives, but it's all just <laughs> examples of Aragorn. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. And then you can put Denethor in there as the like extreme, mm -hmm. you know, because Theoden at least like has a, a growth, an arc, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, for those of you listening that are even slightly interested in this, I think you should let us know because maybe we will do something like this. I seriously think this would be so much fun, but like Sam. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's happening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So because leader, you know, like that's, it can just be a title, but you can lead from wherever you stand. And we yes. know that not all people mm -hmm. with titles are leaders. We um, call that leading without authority in yes. <laughs> organization. <laughs> exactly. So we can even talk about like Sam as a leader and we could and sprinkle in some Gandalf here and there, you know? Yeah. 
yeah, the moth, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Brago, okay, I'm here for it. Bill the Pony, anyone could be a leader. Oh my gosh, people going through this course would be like, um, what? Leaders come in all shapes and sizes. (laughs) Including a cute little moth. Yeah, oh, and then don't forget about the Ents. Oh yeah, oh, tree boy, tree tree beard yeah tree beard be perfect yeah (laughs) oh I like this okay well even if no one is gonna listen to it I don't care we're gonna create this yeah eventually oh my gosh one day it'll be our it'll be our new business plan in like five years (laughs) honestly though like we could travel different companies teach them about leadership and just use these characters as an example I have a question for you actually Lindsay yeah I am curious because you know, I've been watching these through for the first and second times. And like, obviously, since we are like analyzing each movie, I get a lot more insight and like um, appreciation for these characters, the story between watching it, you know, just Mm -hmm. from the first watching to the second watching. So I'm curious, though, because you've already been a fan for so long, and you've seen these movies a countless number of times, How has your appreciation changed, if at all, for the films just by doing this podcast? Oh, that's a good question, Kelsey. Thank Mm -hmm. you. I got it from my roommate. (laughs) I love it. Thanks, Kelsey's roommate. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's so interesting because I have such a deep appreciation for these movies. Like, I obviously am obsessed, but I definitely feel like, (laughs) if anything, this has just increased that. Um, I think there have been moments, you know, whether it's talking with you or with Mike or with Kirsten, where all three of you have brought up things that I never thought of before, or, you know, different parallels that I've never realized or different scenes hit each of you differently. Mm -hmm. So just hearing all of those different stories definitely made me appreciate it more. And then I think diving into some of the questions about the undying lands and all of that stuff. (laughs) All the questions about the undying lands. But like I've said before, I always had those questions too. I just never bothered to look into it. Mm -hmm. So now I just feel like I understand the universe a lot more than I did. And it actually makes me want to learn more too. Like it makes me want to read the Silmarillion and just like really get to know it all. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I think too, like I know from personal experience, not with Lord of the Rings, but when I teach something to somebody, something that I love, I end up falling in love with it like all over again. It kind of reignites the spark and it makes me even more curious and want to do all this more research, you know, and just be even more knowledgeable on that. Um, So I think you taught me so much throughout these past few months that I'm just so grateful for. And I had so much fun learning it from you. So thank you, Lindsay. Oh, of course. I mean, thank you like for wanting to do this with me because I think we've talked about this before. You know, originally I was going to be a guest on your podcast Mm -hmm. and then you and I had so much fun recording the first one that we decided to make our own podcast and I'm just so glad that you, first of all, wanted to have me on oh as my a guest gosh, first. Yes, of course. <laughs> and then second of all, when you said, hey, do you want to like just do this? I mean, <laughs> I was not expecting that. So this has been so fun. I'm so glad you suggested it. Yeah, it was kind of like a happy little accident, as Bob yeah. Ross would say. So ah, yes. <laughs> I have some questions for you, Kelsey. I'm oh, curious. Boy. Just, you know, because 
like you were saying, this is only your second time watching the movies. So now you do have a much better grasp on the characters and the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, do you now have any standout favorite scenes or were you able to pinpoint a favorite movie? Because I know at the beginning you said you weren't quite sure yet. Yeah, I definitely think that the favorite movie title will change like always, mm-hmm. you know, because I'll always find new reasons that I like certain move, like one movie over the other. So the first time watching through, I thought, oh, Two Towers is my favorite because that's like everybody's favorite and I, it should, I should be liking it. And I did, I really did like it. Um, and at the time, I think it genuinely was my favorite because mm-hmm. there was so much in Return of the King that I didn't fully grasp. It just like went right over my head. I didn't even realize I was missing it because it just was like, oh, I don't have any knowledge yet, you know? Yeah. But maybe it's because it's our most recent one that we did. But I really think Return of the King right now is my favorite. And I think part of it is because of all the like emotions and everything and seeing the characters take their full form almost, you know, become these courageous soldiers and friends and leaders and hobbits and it's just really nice to like see it all come to an end I guess yeah I mean there's so many moments in Return of the King that I've said that made me cry and that I've cried about here on the podcast um so I really I really think Return of the King is my favorite yeah what about you Lindsay do you I don't remember what you previously said your favorite was on the first episode Yeah, so I said that Two Towers was my favorite movie, and I think it has been for most of this time. Okay. I always loved Two Towers. I think that was the most nostalgic for me because, again, as a kid who still had a very vivid imagination, I would always, like, play out the Battle of (laughs) Homestead. That's right, yeah. (laughs) So it just felt very nostalgic to me, but I have to say same as you going through and talking about the movies you know in the past several months I think Return of the King is my favorite now yes I think I just have a deeper appreciation for all of those emotional moments you know that we talked about and those moments you know between Pippin and Gandalf Merry and Pippin Frodo and Sam Aragorn like uh they're just (laughs) they're so many good moments in return of the king Mm -hmm. literally as you're saying that i'm getting flashes of like the different scenes like that's the one i was gonna talk about um and if i may speak for both of us too i feel like we probably feel the same way about this i think we related this movie return of the king related it the most to our personal lives at the moment um, you know, because the past year and the pandemic, we found a lot of similarities between Return of the King and what we're all going through right now. So I think that's why like right now in particular, it does kind of speak to both of us on a different level than it ever has, especially for you, because you've yeah. seen many, many times, but I have only watched them during the pandemic. So it's a little different, but kind of hits just differently. Yeah, it definitely resonated a lot more. So, ah. I love, yeah, definitely new appreciation for it all over again. And that's what I love about these movies is that you can literally see them. I don't even know how many times I've seen it, like at least 20 times and still 
get something new out of it, have new appreciation for it, new appreciation for different characters. I was never that hardcore Aragorn fan (laughs) (laughs) until we started talking about him and I was like, oh, Aragorn, oh, Aragorn. (laughs) And Aemir too, like, yeah. I mean, maybe it's just being alone during the pandemic. Uh, but yeah, I, um, I just love that you can keep finding new things to love about it. You know, mm-hmm. I think, okay. To answer your other question about like favorite scenes, it's so hard because all I have in my head right now is return of the King. Um, but I will note a few standout scenes, if you will, that I'm just remembering from each movie. I think mm-hmm. in fellowship of the ring, Boromir's death is uh, an excellent scene yes it is done so beautifully like that is one of the standout scenes from that entire movie for me Mm -hmm. you know when I think back to it I'm like what else happened in that (laughs) movie uh there are some orcs and they had put meat back on the menu I think unless that was two towers (laughs) I don't know ding ding (laughs) okay then uh you're right because that's Boromir dies towards the end right yeah at the end okay okay (laughs) so Anyway, I just really like that entire like sequence ending, mm-hmm. especially with Frodo and Sam, like in the boat. Oh yeah. That whole like 10, 15 minutes is just really excellent. It totally is. Yeah. They nailed all of that. And then this is, sounds so cheesy, but the concerning Hobbit scene, which is the first scene of the whole movie is also <laughs> just so pure. I love it. I know. I love it so much. Like I truly, I was thinking about this today because I posted on our Instagram, someone sent me this thing saying, um, forget about hot girl summer. What about, you know, Hobbit Shire summer? Yes. (laughs) And I was like, honestly, I aspire so much to be a Hobbit. Like I've adopted this as my personality at this point. Like, I really do just want to spend my time in nature, growing beautiful flowers and eating my favorite treats and enjoying Mm -hmm. a drink with my friends. Like, I just, I love the Hobbit aesthetic. Like, Mm -hmm. I want that to be my aesthetic. I just, I love all of it. Clearly by our backgrounds. (laughs) Yeah. We both have the Shire (laughs) holes as our backgrounds. No, Lindsay, I completely agree. And if I'm may say I think that you are well on your way towards becoming a hobbit with all the plants that you grow and all the (laughs) yummy food that you cook and like share with others whether it's on social media or sharing it to people who are unhoused and who need meals so I just just know that it is part of your brand you are a hobbit in my eyes and (laughs) I love it (laughs) Ah, such success honestly and (laughs) I also aspire to be exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, potatoes, hello. Obviously. You want me to live in a little house with a little circular door? Sign me up. Yeah. In New Zealand? (laughs) Well, that would be ultimate goals. (laughs) I've always thought about if I get a house one day, assuming that that is with a partner, if I could convince them to get either a round door or at least some round windows. I think that would be so cute. Yeah, I think it'd be really cute. I also like the like rafters on the top, like the beams. Yeah, the exposed beams. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, 
so good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we can become, we can create our own leadership class based on Lord of the Rings. We can become interior, exterior designers based on Lord of the Rings. I mean, honestly, hire us. Come on, people. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is just going to consume our lives and I'm not mad about it. Me neither. <laughs> Okay, so some of these other iconic scenes that we have mentioned in the past definitely include the ride of the Rohirrim. I know, uh, Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay, I know you've said, that's my favorite scene for many, many scenes, but I really think this one, um, if I had to guess, is like one of your top two. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love that scene. I don't know why I love it so much, but oh, it's, oh, so it's so epic. Yeah, makes me want to ride into battle. <laughs> yes, I mean, they do it so beautifully. And I think because that's when Theoden finally gets to his senses, right? Yeah. So you're like rooting for him. You're like, finally. And oh, it's just like a really good mix of all these different emotions. And it's getting you hyped, really yeah. hyped. So I really think that's a standout scene. Absolutely. Um, Obviously, one we most recently touched on is Aragorn's speech at the Black Gate, which is com comparable to Ride of the Rohirrim. Um, we probably don't need to talk about that one as much because we've talked about it at length. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then literally any scene with Sam having a monologue, put it on uh, the list. Oh, yeah. Like Sam's window monologue in Two Towers. Yes. You know, where he's saying... There's some good left in this world. Okay, that is my top third. What was my other one? <laughs> I had Ride of the Rohirrim. Oh, oh, it's Shelob's Lair. No. <laughs> Absolute worst scene in the entire series. I mean, <laughs> the fact that that worst scene ever is in our favorite movie, um, it just says how good the rest of the movie is yeah and honestly I feel like it's still a really good scene I just can't do spiders but like that's why it's so good it's yeah. so terrifying it's my absolute nightmare but you know okay sorry what was your actual because you have right of the Rohirrim Sam's window monologue I'm trying to remember what the third one was and I said it in the last episode which I literally just listened to is it um I can't carry it for you I think so yeah I think it must be that. Oh God. Well, maybe it's not if I can't remember. <laughs> hey, it doesn't have to be anything. It can change. If it's one That's of your true. favorites right now, great. Yeah, but absolutely. Sam's monologue. Like I need to print that out and post it all around my house. <laughs> it's just so good. They're all so good. The first one, when he gets on the boat with um, Frodo at the end of fellowship i made a promise mr frodo a promise <laughs> um that one the one where he's asking frodo if he remembers anything from the shire oh you know, yeah yeah uh, the the window one like you talked about and then the one on the side of mount doom and then even the one after when they're on the rock before the eagles come and get them yeah when he's saying he wouldn't marry rosie cotton yeah, anytime Sam is on screen, I am enjoying that scene. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Except for she loves Lair. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, when we asked on Instagram what um, everyone's favorite scene is, someone said when Sam fights Shelob, 
and I was like looking up pictures for each scene and I was like I don't want to look up this scene uh-huh I know it's <laughs> I like I don't want to see Sheila <laughs> but I was able to find one of just Sam so I'm so proud okay, of you it worked out <laughs> thank you I feel like we have to talk about Mary and Pippin as their own category of scenes because anytime they're together and they're on the, you know, camera or on the screen, most of the time we're laughing with them and it's just so much fun. And I even, I feel like every time I see them in a scene, I just think of them in the behind the scenes, like a fellowship when they're just goofing off and making yeah. jokes and stuff. Um, so I really like the scenes they had together. Um, and even in the scene where they are reunited after the battle yeah. of Pelennor Fields. Yeah. And it's like, we're not laughing, but they're, they're finally back together. Yeah. And I feel like even individually, they both have really good moments, you know, with Mary, with Eowyn helping defeat the Witch King. Yeah. And then- oh, Lindsay. Oh, yeah. That- one of my favorite scenes is <laughs> Gandalf and Pippin. Yes. Oh. oh, I love that. Such a good scene. That was one of the scenes that really hit me hard this last watch through. Yes, me too. Harder than normal. I, feel. I think I think that's why it stands out to me is because that was the first scene where I really was like crying while watching mm-hmm. it. And I remember yeah. texting you like, Lindsay, I am crying. Like this is really hitting me. And I think it just stands out and it's a really beautiful message um, that can help all of us in any situation that is similar to what they're going through. Yeah. I totally agree. I think that's all the scenes I can think of right now, but obviously there's probably a bunch that we haven't mentioned, um, <laughs> but it's all good. So what are you going to do? I mean, it's all good. Honestly, that's why I try to be understanding when people are like, I don't like Lord of the Rings. I'm like, it's okay. Not everyone is going to like all the same things, but I also just don't understand it. Like, I'm sorry. It's so good. Every single moment is so good. (laughs) I will say though, like after the first watch through, I was like, yeah, these are good. But like, I wasn't like glued to the screen because Mm -hmm. like I said earlier, there's so much that just goes right over your head the first time. So people, maybe they like watch it once and they're like, not a fan or they try to read it and it's not easy for them to read. Like it's certain type of story. Yeah. Um, You really have to like, do the work and like work to learn more about it to enjoy it more it means more that way yeah definitely and I mean I've also always been the type to love fantasy I think my obsession with fantasy started when I was like I don't know six or seven years old watching my brother play Ocarina of Time oh my gosh (laughs) yes and I would also run around pretending to be Link So (laughs) I get that that's not everyone's genre, but of course I love anything fantasy. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully people that still aren't Lord of the Rings fans technically can appreciate that they are good films, like well-made films. Yeah. Actually, I was just watching (laughs) this thing, this scene from Clerks 2. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I had never seen it before. No, I've never heard of it. Where they're basically arguing. I hadn't either. Um, But it's these two like nerdy guys and they're basically arguing about Lord of the Rings. Like this one guy thinks Lord of the Rings is super lame and he likes Star Wars. And then the other guy is like, obviously this huge Lord of the Rings fan. And they're like, "Um, hello, the Academy Award gave Peter Jackson so many Oscars. I don't see George Lucas getting any Oscars. And I was like, 
I mean, I'm a fan of Star Wars too, but they also aren't wrong. <laughs> it's true. I mean, when a new Star Wars film comes out, especially the more, more recent ones, they get so much criticism, you know? Yeah. I will say though, the original trilogy, I really love the original trilogy. I thought they were great for the time, but you know, Lord of the Rings, they are kind of different. It's hard to compare the two. Yeah. I made more similarities between Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter than I did with Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, but I guess Harry Potter is kind of newer movie-wise than Lord of the Rings, so. Yeah, and they're both more fantasy, whereas Star Wars is sci-fi, and I also just want to say I love Star Wars. I've loved it since I was five years old, so (laughs) uh, I think they're both, I think they're all great. I love Harry Potter. I love Lord of the Rings. I love Star Wars. Anything nerdy, throw it my way. I probably like it. (laughs) Yeah, me too. So we had one of our listeners, Nessa, reached out to us on Instagram and she was so sweet. She's the sweetest. I know. She's so, I love Nessa. (laughs) Shout out to you, Nessa, if you're listening. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But she wanted to know what some of our favorite Lord of the Rings songs are because we've talked so many times about how much we love the music Mm -hmm. and if we have any favorite tracks. Oh my goodness. So the first song that pops into my head, which is, should not be a surprise to anybody is concerning hobbits. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, the Shire theme, right? Because from the very first scene of fellowship, that scene is what kind of drew me in. And I was like, I'm here for these movies. I think, I think these movies were made for me, you know, and the music helped that. Um, But then every time they play that music later, like during those Sam monologue scenes, oh, it just like, it like transports you back to the Shire and it, oh, it's just so, it's such a good tool in those scenes. I can't get over it. Yeah, there it's really perfect. It really does just capture the Hobbit so well. It's like, it's so wholesome, it's playful, mm-hmm. but it can also fit in really well. Like it does have you, make you feel almost nostalgic when you hear it Yes, over those more serious scenes, like nostalgic for the Shire. Uh, yeah, so good. And I think too, a lot of the times when I mentioned in my notes, like, oh, the music here is so beautiful. It was usually a scene where they were doing like a bird's eye view shot of like the scenery Mm -hmm. of New Zealand. So I feel like that kind of music was also really good. And honestly, all the music was really well done in the entire movie. They did a really good job of having the songs help tell the story, which a soundtrack should do yeah. uh, or a score I should say but I don't I can't remember the songs that were playing in the more intense moments you know right yeah I think for me I have two more in addition to concerning <laughs> hobbits oh okay so the first one is actually I don't know the name of it but it's just the general the fellowship theme that they play you know that sweeping scene we talked about it how beautiful it is where each member of the fellowship is walking past the camera and it's just this really epic music like they're about to go on their quest and I love just the fellowship theme I think it's so exciting because the journey is just beginning yeah and I also absolutely love the Rohan theme Oh, yes. With the violin. I think it's best heard. The track is called King of the Golden Hall. And just that really melancholy violin sound. Oh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good question. Thank you, Nessa. Yeah. I think that 
kind of finishes all of the questions that we had that were not answered. I'm sure there are plenty that we didn't realize because I did not go back through and listen to every episode. But for right now, that's all we have to answer. So if you have any questions, if you're listening to this, you have any questions that you still need answered or that you thought of during this episode, please, please reach out to us on our Instagram um, and our Gmail, hobbitsatheart at gmail.com. Yeah, and we'll be back next week with a special guest. We're so excited. It's kind of like our first collab. This will be our first guest that isn't one of our personal <laughs> friends. That's true. That's so, true. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. We're really looking forward to it. And then stay tuned also after that. We'll be talking about what we're going to be doing next with the podcast because this journey with the movies is over. But don't worry, our podcast is not done. Yeah. And I do want to say before we um, wrap up, thank you again, Lindsay, just for this whole thing. I like, I can't even put it into words, but I just feel like I need to say thank you. I didn't know that this could just like be such a source of joy for me for the past, what, like three or four months. So I just really am grateful. Oh, thanks, Kelsey. I mean, right back at you. This has been so fun. It's I love doing this with you. I love doing this with their friends. And then I also just love talking about Lord of the Rings. It's obviously one of my favorite topics and it's always something to look forward to. So it's just, it's, it's a great experience. You've been listening to Hobbits at Heart. If you enjoy our podcast, please share, rate, and subscribe. And for exclusive content, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Hobbits at Heart Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye.